0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. So glad to have you along today and so glad to be back with you after spending um, a week in Yellowstone Park where we learned a lot about how that great national park reflects the um, creation and more important the flood event than the ice age of our history. Anyway, let's move on. So glad to be here with you today. Have you ever wondered why people don't get into the Word of God more? I know this is... um, this, this does uh, startle me, to be honest. Years ago, we were at a, uh, at a conference, and I kind of assumed that a good number of people there read the Bible every day. And so I just asked, you know, how many people here read the Bible every day? And out of about 700 people, I don't know if 20 people raised their hand. I was shocked. I was shocked. Part of this comes from my own testimony, to be honest. I became a Christian through reading the Word of God. In my early Christian life, I, I, well, before I was a Christian, actually, I started to read the Bible one summer just because I had some spare time in my hand. I was a basketball player, and i planned to spend a lot of time playing that summer. And on the very first day of summer, I broke my ankle badly and was laid up pretty bad. And so, you know, we didn't have the internet in those days, so I looked for a book to read. Strange idea. I picked up the New Testament and started reading it, and I was so shocked, surprised with what I read. Having been raised in church, I thought I knew what the Bible said, and the very first day reading, within 10, 15 minutes, I was surprised at how much I was learning, how interesting it was, and how it really piqued my curiosity. I read and read and read. That summer is the summer I became a Christian. I'd been reading the Bible before I was a Christian. After I became a Christian, I didn't have any fellowship until like six, seven months later. It was the first time I met Christians my age. So I went six or seven months where my primary spiritual input was simply reading the scripture. And then when I got very involved with our church, they were down on the campus. This was the time of the you know, kind of a lot of unrest on the campus. My parents didn't want, I was in high school, and my parents didn't want me to go down there during the week. They were willing to compromise, let me go to church there on Sunday night, But, um, but it required me. I missed an awful lot of Bible studies, and it required me to really get into the Word of God on my own. This all imprinted me. As a young man, I was in a church that really valued the Word of God. As a young Christian, People would get into the Bible, I mean, an hour or two every day, without exception, and we're, di- we're feeding their soul on the Word of God. And I look around now today and I just wonder how could how could people not how could people survive without this? Indeed, with this type of spiritual input, people become strong. Their lives become strong, their marriages become strong, they become victorious. And without this type of input, they're not strong. They're weak. I often look at. I often think of in the Christian world today, in our country, so many, so, so much of our theology, it seems is based on the belief that as Christians, we'll constantly be defeated. And I don't think that's the way it needs to be. I don't think that's how Christians are meant to live why is it that we're that so many do live like that and not only live like that so much that they embrace a theology that says they're supposed to be like that could it be a negligence of the word of god you know the bible tells us that the, the word of god is like food to our soul sometimes i look at these you know these advertisements of starving kids in other countries that are so weak from their starvation they're so weak they're lying there on the ground they don't even have the strength to to shoo a fly off their face, who's walking, you know, flies flying around their face or landing on them. They don't have the strength to lift their hand and shoo the fly away. And so often I think, I, I run to believers who say that they, they say they're believers, and maybe they really are. They really have received Christ. They really are trusting for salvation, but they don't seem to have the spiritual strength to shoo the fly away. And they walk in constant defeat. And they think that's how it's supposed to be. And dare I say, maybe, maybe just like that kid in the commercial who can't shoo the fly away, maybe they don't have the spirit, maybe they are so spiritually malnourished, they don't have the strength to shoo the devil away, to resist him, and he'll flee from us. So, why do more people not get into the Word of God? I don't know. Maybe it's a lack of motivation. Obviously, people get distracted. Obviously, there's so much. We live in an information age. It's so easy in our day and age to let time, valuable time, be, be you know, flitter flittered away on on useless things. Useless things. So we're going to be, be, on the next number of days here, we're going to be looking at motivations to get into the Word of God. And I hope that these will motivate you, and I hope that you will remember these and help share them with others, because the promises God makes us are astounding. The promises that God makes us, if we get into the Word of God, are astounding. We want to start today with 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It's the most fundamental verse about Scripture, perhaps in the New Testament. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. What an astonishing statement. Let's tear it apart for just a moment and, and look at it bit by bit. All scripture, not just some, but all scripture is inspired by God. This literally means God breathed. It's like his breath coming out of his mouth. They are the very words of God. This is our belief. All scripture are the words of God. And it's profitable. It's not a waste of time to get in the word of God. It's profitable. Do you want your life to be profitable? Do you want to do things that are profitable? All scripture is profitable to you. It's profitable to do the following things, to teach you in a place where we're, we live in the information age. We live in a time where people are, I mean, people are always trying to get more teaching, more information, more ideas. We value education in our culture. We, we would say education is the key to success. The, the education of God is found in the Scripture. The teaching of God, the truths of God about how to live life are found in the Scripture. All Scripture is profitable for teaching, for reproof. Reproof tells us how we've gotten off track, how we've, how we've missed the mark, how we're, we're, where we've gone wrong, and Scripture can point that out to us. And whenever we read Scripture— we want to have an openness to God and a receptivity to God. God, are there places where I am wrong? Are there places where I'm living wrong, thinking wrong, acting wrong, believing wrong? Show me where I'm off track. And then thirdly, the scripture will correct us. It doesn't just, you know, condemn us. It doesn't just tell us where we're wrong. It doesn't just make us feel bad rather scripture says okay here's how to get back on the track all scripture will not only teach you and 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 reprove you it'll correct you how do i get on track how do i make my life right how do i correct this relationship how do i how do i make this attitude right how do i change for the better fourthly to be trained in righteousness and this is like in in an athlete who trains a football player, a basketball player, baseball player, who goes through his practices, through his motions, through his footwork, through his arm motions, whatever it is, he trains his body so that when the the time comes in the game, in the competition, it is his reaction, his automatic reaction to do the right move, to do the right thing that will give him that advantage. And scripture trains us So that when life situation comes, we can be trained in in what's right. So when the life situation comes, come, excuse me, we respond properly. We do the right thing. Then in the real competition game of real, the arena of life, it will become natural for us to rejoice, natural for us to love, natural for us to serve because we've been trained in righteousness, trained in Christian living. This is what scripture does for us. It teaches us, it corrects us, it, it reproves us, it corrects us, and it trains us to do what's right. My friends, this is why we need the scripture. Not 20 minutes a, a week, not every now and then, not when I feel like it, but we need to the, the put it into our life. Like that athlete who wants to be a winner. He doesn't just train when he feels like it he gets up early in the morning and works out. He, he, he stays late at the gym. He puts in the extra time to make sure that he becomes a winner, a champion. And if we want to be winners in life, we must put in the time in the Word of God. And then this last promise, that if we do that, verse 17, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Do you ever feel inadequate? Do you ever feel like you can't do what you need to do? Do you ever feel unequipped, unprepared? Listen, let the word of God get into your life. Let the word of God teach, reprove, correct, and instruct you and train you. And as it does, then believe that God will make you adequate, because He will. My friend, you know, you know, I, I preach on the campuses. And I remember the early times I did it, and I remember the first times of each school year, and I'm preparing now to start here again next week. And you talk about a sense of feeling inadequate. I mean, imagine standing up in front of a crowd of people. You don't know who's going to stop. You don't know what they're going to ask. You don't know what's going to be said. And just beginning to preach and, and trusting that God will give you the words that day. Do I ever feel inadequate? You better believe but you know what? What gives me this, the confidence is that I know the Word of God is in me. God's Word is filling me. And I know that that will make me adequate, equipped, prepared for that activity. Do I, do I feel confident? Well, usually I feel pretty scared. Feel kind of nervous. Feel like, well, how am I going to do this? Well, what if I get asked a tough question? What if What if, what if, what if, what if? Don't let the what-ifs control your life, my friend. Let the confidence that God's word is filling you. And he will bring to your mind. He will prepare you. He will make you adequate for every good work. These are five, four, four ways the word is profitable. And that fifth way, the promise, it will make you adequate. My friends, let's be in God's word. I thank you for coming here. That shows me you're a serious Christian. It shows me you understand the importance of God's word. It shows me you've got a hunger for God's word. Praise God for you. I've missed you this last week as I've been gone, to be honest, and I'm looking forward to being back and talking about this series. But we've got to be better. Well, This is what we've been talking about this year. We've got to be better. We're living in difficult times. We're living in confusing times. We wonder what in the world is happening in our world. And as Christians, some of these things can really disrupt us, upset us, confuse us. What's going on in our country? What's going on overseas? What's going on everywhere? We've got to be people who rise above, who overcome evil with good, who are champions for Christ, who who let our light shine brightly. And listen that won't happen if we are neglecting the word of god it's got to be filling us deep within our innermost being so let's be people like that and let's pray that god will greatly increase our number let's raise up an army of people who are empowered equipped who are taught reproved taught reproved corrected and trained in righteous living so that we can shine brightly in this time amen Amen. Father, we pray today and thank you with all of our heart for the word of God. We treasure it. We value it. We thank you. It is profitable. We want our lives to count, Father. I know we often think, how can I get paid better for this or earn more here or make the best use of my time? We want to thank you that the word of God is like silver and gold. It's profitable. It's a treasure. We thank you that it comes from you it's not merely the word of men. We affirm today that our Bible is the word of God. It is from God. It's not the word of men. We thank you that it's true and therefore it can teach us. It can reprove us, show us where we're wrong. It can correct us and show us how to get right. And it can train us so that we, we respond and react righteously in life when difficult situations arise when any situation arises, that we could be trained and prepared, adequate for every good work. I thank you, Father, that your word can make us like this. Your word can transform us. It does. It changes us. We believe that deep in our heart. This is why we come here. This is why we get here day by day to learn your word, to grow, to be inspired, to be equipped, to be prepared. And we pray, Father, we pray your word would fall on good soil. We believe it does, Lord. I believe this word I've just spoken today is falling on good soil. It's good seed, and it's falling into good soil. And it will produce a harvest, a crop, 30, 60, 100 fold in those of us who are listening here today. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. Perform its work within us, we pray. Lord, we want to pray today also. We think of world events, we think of those in. down in the New Orleans area who are suffering under this uh, Hurricane Ida, we pray, Father, be with them. We pray, watch over them. We pray, protect them. We pray, Lord, that in this tragedy, in this crisis, we pray particularly that those who know you and love you are your children there. You'd watch over and protect them and also give them grace and strength to rise up, to serve others, to be a bright light in the midst of this. It's a dark time there, Lord. It's a lot of confusion, pain, difficulty, crisis. Let your people shine in this crisis, we pray. Let your people, let the churches, let the church of God, the believers in God, let them shine. And Father, then again, we pray for this situation in Afghanistan. Oh, our heart breaks as we think of what's the human suffering, the tragedy, the crisis there. The, the, the confusion, the anarchy that reigns, how we pray, O oh God, that you'd watch over our people. We pray you'd bring safety to that land. We pray, Father, that the evil would be put down. We pray the righteous could prevail. We pray, Father, that you would get our people out safely. Oh, how, Father, we pray that those Americans would not be left behind as hostages, as, uh, Lord, it, hostages in the, that terrible, terrible place. And again, we do pray for opportunities that your people, we know there's believers there. They would shine. They'd be courageous. You'd watch over and protect them, Lord. I know they're going to be targets. Protect them. Protect them from evil. Protect them, their lives. But let them shine. Let them be courageous. Let them uh, know they have a reward in heaven. Be with them, we pray. Be with the families of those who lost loved ones, have lost loved ones there in that terrible, uh, terrible attack. We pray for them. Lord, uh, soothe their hurting hearts, we ask. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. We give you this day to walk with you and that we would shine brightly, adequate for every work you bring our way today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. Again, it's been wonderful being back after being gone for a week. And uh, I do hope that you, if you're new, you will like this video and subscribe and notify, share this with others. You know, as I said at the beginning, I we really need to be people of God's word. There's so much competition. So we are in, inundated with information. And so the promises of God, no one else promised that. There's no one else on YouTube. No one else on YouTube that makes the promises God makes. And even if they did, there's no one else who can fulfill them the way God can. We want to be people of God's word. So share this with video with others. Invite others to join. And let's uh, let's let's be together as we are strong in God's word. All right, okay. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow morning, same time. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye bye.